0: If you're thinking of starting a podcast or you want to do a blog or you want to do something on IGTV or YouTube and you're like, well, no one's going to listen to me. That's not true. You know, there are people who will listen to you. You just got to keep sharing the message.
1: Welcome to Revelations, the place where we communicate truth to power. I am Cole Johnson, and I am so glad you're able to join us. This next guest is like a family member to me. It's like a sister, and you'll hear it in the conversation to come. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of Course Correction, presented by Between Us Girls, and the creator and CEO of Creative AF, michelle roy michelle is her name and this is her revelation
0: hi thank you for having me oh i feel so honored the way you introduced me thank you so much
1: Well, what I like to do is, even though you're considered family to me, you're sort of like a first-time guest on this platform, so what I like to do is open the way. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to do something that you do.
0: <laughs> now,
1: let me get your zodiac sign uh-huh. so I can properly stereotype you.
0: You're going to pull me on me. I am a Taurus.
1: Uh, and the reason why I did that, and you know that, is because I am a fellow Taurian.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The boss yeah, so, out here.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So I always love to represent for us Tarians. So it's cool to have a fellow Tarian on here,
0: right? <laughs> the reason why I think we started doing that is just because I like ast- you know astrology, and I think like there's so many notes of, of just understanding people and you know hearing about their their zodiac. And I just learned recently actually that my dad used to read charts. So oh. in like my spiritual journey that I've been on, just in finding out that, you know, these gifts are really in my DNA. So it's not, mm. I'm a weirdo or anything like that. It's just like, it is what it is. And so I love asking people what their sign is because it just gives me some kind of intuitive insight into them so we can start talking. I know who I'm talking to. You know what I mean?
1: I totally know what you mean. And and, and I have to say that is probably one of the, best icebreaker questions you can ask anybody.
0: Mm. And, yeah. I mean, everybody and, has an answer.
1: Right. Everyone has an answer. And I, I've heard just about every one of your episodes. And it seems to every time you've interviewed somebody, it has opened them up.
0: Yes. So, yeah. Yes. And you know, that is what I found since starting course correction is that because I'm I'm not talking to my friends. It can be very difficult to get people to open up. And my goal is Mm -hmm. to find out who you are. You know, I want to know how you became the person that I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is that we see that person, but we never know their growth. And then we're competing with somebody who is a growth warrior. You know what I'm saying? Like these people went through a lot. So in the teaching of what people had to grow through or what they use to get through it, then you kind of can humanize them and understand that I can do it too. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is why I knew you would be perfect for this because that's what this platform is all about. Yeah. So let's see if we can get to know a little bit more about you. Now you have mentioned that you are a, Houstonian Mm -hmm. technically (laughs) but you didn't grow up in Houston per se uh which Houston suburb did you grow up in
0: I came from Mm Tomball and it was what grew me (laughs) yeah
1: and what was the experience like growing up in Tomball
0: um Well, I was really the, one of the only people who looked like me, you know, so I spent a lot of time by myself and not to say I didn't have friends because I did, you know, I was very popular and people always wanted to be around me and talk to me. And, you know, I would, I guess I was healing them or whatever, you know, in the, the consultations that we would have, the meetings and You know, even as a small people, you are counseling your friends. We're going through, you know, things together and learning. But I was by myself. Every person that I grew up with, and actually I'm having dinner with those girls tonight, but they were all white. Mm -hmm. And so Mm. I didn't have, a lot of people when they meet me, they think I have this sadiddy, stuck up mentality because of the way I look. But Mm. I didn't grow up being the princess of black girls. You know what I mean? I grew up as a black girl in a sea of white faces. So that didn't Mm. afford me any privilege. Right. So I had to do a lot of work to keep myself grounded because I had a lot of emotional trauma growing up just in being human and having a family, right? Like who doesn't experience some things, but I wouldn't be who I am today. If I had gone to a school where people saw me as a princess or somebody who was you know beautiful and just really like they voted me the class clown out of all the things which I am funny but I I was like when I saw that I was like well why didn't they say I was most beautiful or something like that you know what I mean just because I I looked at the people that they did choose and while they are beautiful I felt like man I know I'm glowing inside why they didn't pick me So I had to kind of come to terms with some of those feelings of rejection that I had because there were many, you know, especially trying to date, you know, like white, white young men will want you, Mm -hmm. but they won't, yeah, you know? So it's like, you kind of are alone. And so that is really what I experienced growing up was kind of just by myself trying to make it through because I didn't really have anybody I could relate to.
1: You're connecting a lot of the dots that I thought, that I was, that I had about you that, yeah, that right there makes a lot of sense in terms of how I view you.
0: Really? How do
1: you? Well, I never really thought you were sadidi or stuck up or uppity. I never thought that. I thought aloof. Mm. I thought distant, not necessarily standoffish, but you know, you, you would hold people at a distance that, that, that was the vibe I got.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely true.
1: But along with that, funny, humorous, intelligent, purposeful. Yeah. I. I mean, when I when I first knew of you, I thought all of those things. Mm. And what I what I have seen over the past few years, I've seen some, if not actually a, a lot, of the aloofness start to disappear. It's almost yes. like I'm seeing you peel off layers of yourself. Right. And, and I, I always and I always say this to especially to women. It is more beautiful when you see her be vulnerable because you get to see the true strength of who she is when she peels off the layers of who she is. Right. But I get why she has the layers on mm-hmm. because this world is absolutely screwy. Yes. <laughs> and, and you have to put up your guard.
0: Absolutely. I I totally get it. Like there was a lot of abuse throughout my whole Timeline, but those intentional experiences that were set before I even got here are were meant to make me the person that is on your show. you know what I mean because without mm. any of that, I wouldn't be able to express myself so fully and communicate the way that I do because that takes work you know like there I, yeah. I've been growing since I was a little kid having trauma and experiences and having to come up with creative ways to heal. And so that kind of has allowed me to put all of that together so that I can give it to you guys, because that's really what my goal is to share the message. And sometimes they don't even be me. They, it's like I just channel and I'm just sharing what is happening in this universe. And I think it's important for people to start waking up to that awareness. And I'm also trying to help people do that.
1: Yeah. And I see that and I, I love it. I love that you're tapping into that part of you. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned a key figure that I have been now hearing you mention more and more as time has gone on. And you mentioned him a little earlier, your father. Yes. Now, how important is, cause I will not, cause well, you, you'll, you can explain this. Mm-hmm. How important is your father to your life?
0: Well, <clears throat> you know, I was thinking about that. Actually, my dad was always kind of, I wouldn't even say he was always my hero, but he was always my teacher. And I I wasn't sitting right next to him learning, but like from the time that I, I could remember, he would have me editing his emails and figuring out how to communicate what he was trying to say, because he wasn't good at that. So he knew I was. So he would pull me from where I was in the house and say, hey, can you come and send this email for me? Can you check it for me and make sure that it's right? This is at like nine years old. So wow, that's that's how I now at 35 know how to send an email that gets the point across, makes the ask, makes people feel comfortable, and just kind of delivers the communication effectively. So my dad is still very important to me because like, you know, in my spiritual journey, I do practice ancestor work and he's my number one ancestor at this point. Cause that's the one that I know for sure. So if I'm channeling or if I'm trying to draw that in, of course I absolutely use him. I have his records and I have his notebooks that he did his work on. I have some things that have his handwriting, you know, I'm still really, really connected to him, but, Really, most of that is because I'm still in that grief process, you know, because I was 16 when he passed away and I just didn't really have a chance to learn all the things that I think he would have taught me. And saying that, like referring back to doing the um, astrological readings, like that's a a gift and he stopped doing it because he, he didn't want to be giving people bad news because he was feeling so deeply you know as an empath what they were going to be experiencing and if I had been able to learn how to channel that energy not by myself which is what I've had to do I would probably have walked my path a lot sooner but again the experience is designed the way it's supposed to because I may not have been ready to share this message Before I was ready to share the message, because I had to grow to this person that was able to say, this is me. If you don't like it, oh, well, click off, you know, because if you're not able to say that, you're not going to talk about the truth. I hope that wasn't too (laughs) rambling.
1: No, 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 no. It it was it was fine because I'm just I'm, I'm just blown away by the growth I'm hearing. And it's just it's beautiful.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I didn't realize that people were noticing so much uh, what I was doing, because when I started Course Correction, I didn't even really know what I was doing. I just knew that I needed to do something different, because the end of that original show was like a death to me, because we had gone so far together. (laughs)
1: Talking to the CEO of Creative AF Michelle Roy She's joining me on Revelations And she just opened the way for us Wonderfully I may add And we're going to segue to this segment Called Bridge to Prosperity Now I'm going to start a little more lighthearted build in intensity but one of the things i have noticed about you with uh when you would be on between us girls is you would break into song almost at a drop of a dime so when did you start uh just having that itch to to um pull out the musical side of you
0: well, i'm going to go back to my dad like when i was a little girl records were played in my house every day you know music was always played in my house And I always felt drawn to music and listening to the lyrics. Like there are so many people who don't listen to lyrics. They're only listening to the the beat or, you know, the the hook. And I'm like, you didn't hear what they just said? Because it's like, there's so many notes in the songs. Like every time a person is writing a song and it goes viral or it's a really successful or it's touched millions. Like listen to those words. there's an intention there, like that's just a note for you. you know like it's for it's for the world and and that music just resonates so much with me because it makes me feel better. like when I talk about changing my mindset and changing my vibration, I'm simply talking about turning on a song that reminds me of joy, and it just makes me feel good. So when I break in the song, I'm feeling good so if i if I start singing at random. I just feel so good. My mom's like that, actually. Like growing up, whenever we would just be together at home, she would just kind of start singing, and it's just like Mm -hmm. that has always kind of been in me. My dad was playing music all the time, and my mama was always singing music, so that's just—it's a part of me. Like I can't—I can't make it go away. And Danielle used to always be like, "Oh God," (laughs) because you know—I mean, once I do turn it on, sometimes it is hard to stop, but I don't—I don't Mm -hmm. care. I feel like somebody needs to hear that that it could just be that's the one thing that makes them smile that day you know what i'm saying or that's the one thing that makes them feel like you know what i can keep going you know or i can be funny or i can be myself or you know to let people know that it's okay to just be who you are
1: and i can tell you being a a faithful listener of your show that's exactly that was exactly the vibe i grabbed Mm -hmm. i was like oh this is nice it's cool it's this person who is just, <laughs> just at the mic, just at the ready singing something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah. And I, and, and sing songs that make me say, I haven't heard that song in years, yes. man.
0: And to draw on yeah. some kind of memory. And just, I, I really just right. like making people think. The questions that I ask, the content that I create, I want people to be thinking because when you start thinking and you start using your brain and you have to look for answers that is when you grow
1: so your musical influences and and for those who have not heard her sing she actually does have a nice voice all Um, right (laughs) which no seriously you do uh who would you say are your musical influences
0: um oh my gosh uh tina marie stevie wonder for sure, listening to I just broke out the inner visions. When I opened that, that record hadn't been played in like 33 years, and it just felt so good to play that and just to hear those lyrics. And okay, so the OJ's, um, the Temptations, the Supremes, like you name Smokey Robinson. I'm basically like i um, Motown sound. I love old school music. Like I could go from 19, if I actually, I could start my musical enjoyment at like 1930 and end at like 1988. You know what I mean? Mm. Like there's something I can pick from every genre that makes me vibrate. And that's what I'm looking for.
1: Okay. Is it uh, just simply on the soul end or uh, you listen to any hip hop or rock um, or pop or any of that too? I
0: listen to all kinds of music. The Eagles are actually one of my go-to's. Um, one of my go-to's as well. i love 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 <laughs> the eagles um mm-hmm. also like three dog night you know like anything mm-hmm. i used to listen to i don't know if you were here whenever oldies 104.5 or 94.5 either of those two stations that's what i listened to when i was a kid so i wasn't really listening to like rap or like pop i was listening to the tommy james and the shondells you know like That's what I was listening to. The Billboard from 1969 was one of my favorite CDs. And, Mm. you know, like I could really, Billie Holiday, you know, like Judy Garland, Old School Mm. Musicals. I'll sit and watch Singing in the Rain. You know what I mean? Like any music can hit you. Mm. Bob Marley. I was about to go into the song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One good thing about music is when it hits you, feel no pain. Like, seriously, like any music mm-hmm. that you can find can really set the difference in your day and just make you feel good.
1: Well, if you have not ever heard this, uh, hopefully, hopefully you have, but if you've not ever heard this, don't stop doing that. Please continue to do that. It is part of your charm.
0: Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. That's kind of why I want to bring back a good panel show. And actually I'm working on, well, we just said we're going to get into show stuff. So I'm, I'm going to let you leave. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, look at that. Look at her. <laughs> look at God. No, I'm just joking. uh, <laughs> uh sort of a hard shift. Uh, you uh, you are a single mother yeah. of, uh, of a son and a daughter. So... What are the positives and negatives of single motherhood?
0: Okay. Positive. I don't have nobody tell me what to do. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> negative. I don't know. have nobody helping me with what I need to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of work. And I do experience a lot of mom guilt because I'm the only parent,
1: mm. but
0: I also need to feed myself love. So that is really like, Kind of where I have been lacking. So I'd say the negative is definitely in not putting myself first because the expectation is that I'll put the kids first. I don't know who sets the expectation because I don't think that that's actually true. I think that's just as mothers, that's what we do. And that goes for moms who have a husband. But for me specifically, it's very difficult for me to remember that I need my love as well. Because if I can't love myself, then I can't love them fully. And that is really what has been the kind of the deciding factor for me to even start the course correction. Because I was tired of bringing that negative energy home to my kids. Because I would be at work and I would be like, oh, my God, I'm so tired, but I still have to go home and cook. And I still have to go home and help people with their homework. And I still have to run somebody over here and do this. And I would come in and I would be like a miserable little tornado. And I just said, I want to stop doing that. And so I did. Mm. Of course, it hasn't been super easy because a mindset change is not easy because you have to show up every day as what you said you were going to do. And that's not the easy thing. The easy thing is to complain and just continue to be in that miserable state. But I mean, I would like some help, but I can't, I don't know (laughs) if it's that I would want a husband in the traditional sense, you know what I mean? Like. I feel like maybe i moved past that idea. I think at one time, and actually that's probably why I dated so many people, because I think subconsciously I was trying to find a daddy for my kids. You know what I mean? But in, in hindsight, not yeah. going about it the right way, you know, and so now I'm kind of in a place where I'm just really like, I have a relationship and that's good and I'm enjoying it and we're good. You know, and everybody likes each other, but it's moving awesome. at the pace that's natural for it. You know, it's not a a race. Nobody's sprinting. Nobody's trying to make anybody become a different person. And so, so it's that's new for me. So in this time, I'm really am focusing on getting myself together and getting my house together more than I'm focusing on trying to find a daddy. You know what I mean? Because at this point, my son's 14 years old. He about to be 15 he's past the point where somebody new can really kind of come in and, and take that. So it's going to take a different type of relationship that, to get him the tools that he needs. You know? Yeah. I'm just rambled again, yeah. but that's what I'll be doing.
1: No no, 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 no. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> what <laughs> the, the key that oh, I'm gosh. glad you said is you taking care of yourself. And I really believe that is one of the tenets for any woman, no matter the stage, whether she's single, without children, married, married with children or or unmarried with children. It it seems as though women and I would I probably have to say taught and probably experienced by seeing their own mother. It seems like they take on. It seems like they, you see that that your mother or your aunts or your older sisters they take on so much of the burden of life. You think, okay, well, this is how I should be when I become a woman, and then you repeat the same thing.
0: Yes, and my just like I said, you know, my mom is here at my aunt's birthday party. I'm out in the car doing the interview, but she never did self-care, she never put herself first, she's still not, and so I'm trying now, in my healing and learning to do that, I'm trying to help my mom also, because I see that for her, that's what she needs, and I always wanted that for her, I remember when I was a kid, wondering why she wouldn't buy herself any clothes, you know what I mean, wondering why she would always buy us something, but then she would have holes in her drawers, you know what I'm saying, like, like, why are we here? Mm. Why aren't you caring for yourself as well? But it's just that mom thing. You just like, my kids first. And I think yeah. part of that is being stuck in this societal, uh, gosh, tunnel, the matrix, mm-hmm. where we're like, mm-hmm. well, what are people going to say if the kids don't have, if the, if the kids don't look perfect? You know what I'm saying? So then we continue to kind of put ourselves on the back burner to provide all these things for our kids, extracurricular activities and you know, extra learning and extra clothes and fun and trips and vacations, but we don't do it for ourselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it comes at a dangerous price too. Yes.
0: You. Yes, because really that yeah. will kill you.
1: Exactly. And and you all are too precious. To be killed off too early. I
0: mean, especially at our own volition, just because we're not taking care of ourselves.
1: Yeah. I mean, you all are jewels. And yeah. And, and if you can take care of yourselves in any way, shape or form possible, that's wonderful. But I totally understand how life can make a woman veer into different directions and say, okay, well, just to fit the motto of how how a woman is supposed to be in society i got to do this yes. i can totally understand that like
0: the expectations that society sets on everybody are unrealistic but they're absolutely unrealistic for single moms you know because we are one person and they're expecting you to do a job that it, that really requires two people you know and then you're the expectations that you're going to do an amazing job at it with zero mistakes that's impossible. Like, I have f-ed up a lot as a parent. And I tell my son recently, like, I hope you can forgive me. You know, because I had to do a sin in AA because I didn't have the right coping mechanisms. I didn't have the tools that, to get through what was tough. You know, and that's what I've taught myself now is how to cope. Because like I was telling you earlier, when we look at people who we admire, we only see them in the state that we admire. We don't see them while they're trying to get there or what they're going through or who they were before they got there. And I think it's so important to just be able to humanize everybody and say, that's a human. That person had a growth experience that brought them to that level. And I congratulate you on where you're at instead of being jealous and competing and feeling resentful because you're not there. We'll get there. Mm -hmm. You know, you can. Yeah.
1: I was listening to a a podcast where a fellow single mother and she has adult children. Mm -hmm. She actually looked at her adult children after I think some reflection and she actually said to them, she said, look, unlearn a lot of the things that I taught you because I was messed up. And I'm like, wow, that takes a lot of strength, a lot of strength to come to that point, to say that to your offspring. I'm like, wow.
0: Yeah, but that's important. Yeah. It's important for them in their healing, you know, because yes, you do be f-ing up your kids and you do it by accident, you know, that was what I was thinking. I was like, you know, my mom and daddy didn't on purpose give me the wrong tools or not give me tools. They didn't have it, you know, so it's like, you got to humanize your parents and your parents got to be able to look at their kids and realize this is another person that's having an experience. This person doesn't belong to me. This Just because it's my baby doesn't mean that I own it. You know what I mean? Like, we're all here for our own individual experience. And if we could start understanding that, we would have so much better relationships.
1: I could not have said that better myself if I tried.
0: You might have.
1: The producer of Between Us Girls presents Course Correction Michelle Roy joining me on Revelations And we're going to segue into the next segment Which is called Behind the Purpose As you have heard, this woman here, Michelle, has a lot of purpose to her, and so I I, I want to see and hear from her mouth what makes her tick in certain aspects, in certain ways, and her and certain creations. Okay. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but you get a chance to talk about it in full. Why did you and your team decide to create this program that I first learned to? love and appreciate you called between us girls
0: um so we had a group chat the original five and i felt so i always felt so good after we talked and i felt like we were so funny and we had such good insight to each other i thought well we could be giving this to the world you know and i feel like that's what we need to do so we had a friend who he had told me that he had recorded some things so I was like will you help me record this podcast so we were with him for a while and he you know he helped us get started and I still remember and I've been talking about this a lot lately the very first episode the way I started was I said okay so this is the show and like in thinking back on that I'm like oh how unseasoned but it was raw you know like (laughs) like that right. was it. And then just looking at that and seeing the growth, it's like, wow. Like I like I said, I still don't even know what it was that told me podcast. Because if I hadn't started that, then I wouldn't be doing this. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And you'll you'll be amazed once you press record and slide a mic to your mouth for the first time. Uh the journey that it takes from the wow, the, the unseasoned era Mm. to where you are now, three plus years later. And yeah, I've had the similar journey where I, you know, I think back now to when I first did it myself and I said, well, I could not picture myself saying the things I'm saying now that (laughs) when I started, because I didn't think I had the, the, uh, the bravery to yes. actually say it or even the seasoning to say it.
0: Right. And you didn't, but in the walking and yeah. the, every time you press record, you're just training yourself and getting yourself ready for the next step. You know?
1: So, uh, the show ended up getting a hundred episodes strong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What, uh, hmm. What were some of the, you mentioned some of them, but even more, what were some of the um, positives about that experience?
0: Wow. Absolutely. Okay. So I just learned that I'm just not good at paperwork.
1: (laughs) 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 You know, that's something that I
0: need to work on. But I think the the most positive thing that came out of Between Us Girls was that the power is there. And that every person has influence and we all have a reach. So whatever it is that, you know, somebody who's listening to this right now, if you're thinking of starting a podcast or you want to do a blog or you want to do something on IGTV or YouTube and you're like, well, no one's going to listen to me. That's not true. You know, there are people who will listen to you. You just got to keep sharing the message.
1: And I think that was one of the things that I really liked about uh, about you well, all, all ladies that, that participated in the show that, uh, it, it you could think that it was just simply just, a I I guess a chat between women. Mm-hmm. And it's just that, like a, like a, you know, basically like a happy hour chat between women. Yeah. I mean, you could reduce it. You could reduce it to that right. only, but there was a message behind it. And. I think I appreciated that more. It's like, okay, so I don't feel as though I need to ex- excuse myself from the room. Right. I'm actually going to be learning something, right. Which that makes, which that makes the experience even better, at least for a listener like myself.
0: Exactly. And the thing is that, well, you know, when we started, we were trying to do. I always wanted to talk about stuff that I felt like was important because I would see people arguing about it on social media, and I'm like, well, let's chat about that. You know, let's help these people get through some of this. But as we kept going, the things I wanted to talk about evolved. I wanted to talk about the things that were happening in our community. I wanted to talk about how women don't do self-care. I wanted to talk about how men and women don't have relationships. I wanted to talk about how people are with their kids. I wanted to talk about silence and secrets in our community, you know, among things like molestation and and stuff like that. Because I feel like that's what we need to be talking about. And so now, as I'm on my spiritual journey, I feel like I want to continue to share those same messages, but I want to put the spin on it. That's going to allow people to accept it and understand it in a way that is going to be palatable for them.
1: I'll get I'll get to some of my opinion about that in a minute. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll hold judgment on I'll, I'll hold judgment on that in a minute. Okay. But uh, not bad, but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you all actually did some something that uh, most shows would like to do, and it's called a live show. So yeah. how was that experience for you guys?
0: You know, it was kind of nerve-wracking at first just because people could see us. Because, you know, like we had become seasoned at that point in talking and recording amongst each other. But when we had to do that, it was like we had to step out of our comfort zone and do something different. So that was like the first, you know, that what actually was something that I have wanted to do since I was a little girl, because I always wanted to put on a show. And so that was my first opportunity to do that. And so now, like, last, last week, not last week, the week before, whenever we had Healthy Vibes, the community event that I hosted with my friend, we had a live mental health talk. And... I had performers and a DJ. So I was able to include all of these things that really have moved me my whole life and just kind of put them together. And if we had never done that first live show, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like I'm planning something so amazing for June that people are just not going to understand it. But it was grown from that first live show. And so I think... People are afraid to do live. So people are afraid to do a lot of things because they're afraid of how they're going to be perceived. But you can't be worried about that because people are going to think what they're going to think. You're the one that decides who you are. You know what I mean?
1: Wow. Yes. Yes. I, I could not agree with you more, and I could not echo those same sentiments even harder. The, I, I totally agree that the, the influence of what you do is not external. It is totally internal. It's totally you.
0: Mm-hmm. yes I and, totally
1: understand and, and question now question I'm that.
0: just I'm trying to be the best version of myself so that I don't ever feel like I can't say the truth because there was there's been a lot of times that I will cut out things because I'm like i are not ready to hear that but somebody is you know what I mean and so in editing it out I'm stealing from that person whoever it is that needs to hear that
1: Entrepreneur and podcast host and producer, Michelle Roy, is this week's guest on Revelations. Wow. Uh, Like I said, teaming with purpose, is she? Uh, (laughs) She definitely gave us purpose. Uh, She definitely uh, bridged uh, bridged the prosperity to a wonderful place. She opened the way wonderfully. And now we're going to segue into the fourth segment, which I call Bring to Light. question in green to light will be thus so how and why did between us girls turn into course correction
0: well how i guess is just because i think we just kind of got to a point where everybody was wanting to do something different you know and we had gone a long way and so it was kind of like we're going to barbecue our meal do and I think, you know, some things didn't really line up for us all. And so everybody's kind of working on their own individual projects. And I do always hope to bring us back together because I would love that, you know, if we could be together again, because in truth, starting course correction was me trying to pick up the pieces after feeling like, I don't have a show anymore. And still wanting to sh- to have a show and still wanting to talk about the things I want to talk about and interview people and talk to people and learn things and I spoke with my friend Fernando he's a psychic and he was like you can still have a show you just got to figure out how you know and so he kind of came up with the name course correction because I was telling him that I felt like I was you know kind of having an awakening I was and I was trying to figure out who I was in that moment because I had become so defined, I think, by Between Us Girls. And so when there was no Between Us Girls, I was kind of at a, well, who am I? So I had to take a step back. And I started trying to talk to people who had accomplished some of the things that I wanted to accomplish. You know, entrepreneurship, uh, financial wellness, things like that, so that I could fix my life. Because I was in a place where I was like, I don't have a show and I don't have no money. You know, so I started course correction, but I had before that I started creative. My mom told me to say, and favored. Anywho, um, <laughs> I, I started, but I, because I wanted to help people, but i then I got stuck because I was like, well, how the hell do I make these match? Because they're completely different, you know? And so it's been a long road, but I finally got it. And course correction has a groove now. And I'm working on 54, which is going to be like comedy and, you know, just like round table chat, but it's not going to be just women. It'll actually be me and a guy who's a DJ. So we'll have some music and I'll be able to sing a little bit and we'll do some skits. And, you know, it'll be like a full, really what I see myself as like a female Johnny Carson on that show. Because mm. that's just, I feel like it would be cool to do that, you know, like have a late night show and, you know, talk about things that can't necessarily talk about during the daytime and you know just vibe mm-hmm. out have a good time
1: i I wow that was the that was the lane I figured you would be driving down really yeah because uh, you 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 have a variety of entertainment like it's it's like I look at you and if you know outside of what course correction is now
0: yeah
1: Uh if I would just look at you as the entertainment figure that you are, I would think, okay, there's a little Carol Burnett in her.
0: Uh, yes, that's Horace. <laughs> there, there is a,
1: uh, uh, there's a little Oprah in her. Yeah. Uh, and and well, at times there could be a little Cardi B in you. Okay. <laughs> All of that, that's how I see you. It's like, okay, I could see her just breaking down the song and doing skits. I could see her basically, uh telling us how to live our whole life right and i could see how i could see how she could tell off somebody all in one all in one fell swoop all in one under one umbrella mm. yeah I, I i could totally see that
0: yeah i mean i, I just totally see that i just want to keep going you know like there's so many possibilities i just feel like limiting myself to anything is gonna keep me from where i'm supposed to be you know but like in all in doing all these other shows like like these ladies I connected with, like that's going to be a good show because it's going to be one that has some spiritual notes in it, but it's also going to have some of that same raw uncorked feel to it from, you know, the original between us girls. It's like, it's going to kind of take course correction and mash it up with between us girls. So that's going to be something that people haven't seen, I think.
1: And, what I am seeing now is, I guess, the question I'm about to ask you. I, I have seen this this turn that you've taken, and like I said, between us, girls, is, was that raw, like as you said, that raw, uncourt, uncensored talk that women have. Yeah. And I've seen you turn in course correction to a more holistic approach.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's just because I'm, I'm in that personal space, you know.
1: Uh, and I was going to ask, how has course correction mirrored your personal life now in the direction it's going?
0: Well, completely. Like in the first episode, I was trying to, I grabbed, I grabbed whoever would, would do it with me. So I grabbed Rachel Dojal and Set Rising and I was like, yeah, I want to talk about self-care because I knew that I did not have a routine and I'm still working on it. But I was like, I need to talk about that. I feel like that's something that I need to talk about because that's what I'm working on. So it's kind of like whatever I was trying to tackle that in the first, I think it was like maybe 10, the first 10 episodes, it was like, whatever I was trying to accomplish that, that week, I try to talk to that guest about that because a lot of those guests were leftover, you know what I mean? Mm. So I had to kind of try to spin it so that it all made sense. Because I couldn't talk about girl talking wine, that wasn't the space that I was in, right? You know, and and I I did lose some listenership because people were like, well, "Where the jokes at?" You know what I'm saying? And and I get that, but like I told the platform last week, because I do post like IGTV videos on uh, at MS Creative AF and on uh, Students Girls Podcast on Instagram, but I just told everybody it's important because I have to go through this. Course correction to become the person that's gonna give y'all what you're looking for.
1: Yeah. Because here's what I was seeing from you. When you would actually do your shows and make appearances, I I saw a woman who enjoyed herself to a point. Yeah. But I also saw a woman who was frustrated.
0: Yeah. Full of anxiety, really.
1: And I, I could see how now with course creation it makes so so much sense because it's giving more clarity to who you are, right. not necessarily to us, but just to you too. To me,
0: yeah, to me because that's the thing is, who am I? You know what I'm saying? Without between us girls, what what am I? Who am I? What is what is between us girls without between us girls? You know what I mean?
1: And you have learned and you've expressed here <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm you were more than just a between us girls type of person mm-hmm. not saying that the creation was bad the creation was awesome Right. but there's more to you than that right and there's more to any human being
0: than that uh, and it's made me be vulnerable and have to share that i'm struggling you know what i'm saying that i'm human that i'm not i'm not the person that people think is already together like i'm Working on myself, you know, because I have things just like we were talking about earlier. All of the things that I taught my kids that they now have to unlearn. I want to help them. I want to be instrumental in your unlearning of what I taught you, that I didn't do intentionally, but I want to be intentional in the reteaching.
1: And, and that's that's the essence of a teacher.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, somebody asked me last night if I was a teacher, and I said yes, even though I'm not a teacher by trade, but yes. Because anybody that you can reach and, and touch and and give something to that they'll have forever, well, you, you are a teacher. You've taught them. Well, I hope that my vulnerability allows other people to become vulnerable because it's not easy, you know? And I just hope that in showing my true self and who I am and how there's many facets to me, you know, I'm funny, but I also do this, you know, like that just lets people know that you can be all of these many things that you said that you were, it's up to you to take the steps, you know, that are going to really carry you. Like, like in talking to creative clients, I always say, well, what's the end goal? Cause I want to see it. I want to see what you see. So explain your vision to me so that I then can take it and say, okay, well, here's the steps that we need to take to get there. Because really what I'm doing is creative mapping for these people. I'm just doing the outline for them. And I think it's important because we all have these visions of what we see ourselves as or projects we want to complete. But once we realize how many steps it's going to take to complete, we quit. And so what I'm trying to provide to people is a hand to hold and support in that because I'm going to run with you. So whatever you want to build, I'm going to do it with you. So that means that I'm as invested as you are. And that means that we're both putting our intention towards yours. You know what I mean? It's not just you by yourself trying to make it work. And I think a lot of people quit because they feel like they don't have support. And that's what I'm trying to stop.
1: And that's exactly why a lot of people, especially in the creative realm, quit. Yeah. Because the only the only cheerleader they have is themselves and that can get tiring, as you very well know. Right. I mean,
0: (laughs) and that's another tool that I'm teaching, though, is how to use yourself as a cheerleader. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because this is going to sound so funky, but I am a fan of numerology and I watch the numbers. So like right now I'm sitting across from a building that says five, four, two, zero. The number I see all day long, every day is five, four. So that just to me says, keep going, girl, you got it. I'm, you know, I'm doing something different in talking to you even because I haven't done many interviews by myself on other people's show. Every time I do something that I haven't done before, I take it off as just a step towards growth.
1: Mm. Well, considering that I've been wanting to do this for two years, <laughs> I, <laughs> I take that as high, a high praise. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, thank you for that. And I, I wanted to ask you this before I uh, before I end this. I wanted to ask about creative AF. Now you've created this platform. You've talked about it uh, all throughout the show. What I want to know is how does this entity fuel your own creativity?
0: Well, the thing about me is I have a lot of ideas, right? Because I'm a creative mm-hmm. as well. But a lot of my own ideas I don't complete because it takes a lot of work, and so what I wanted to provide to other people because I noticed people would always come to me and ask me for advice on their projects naturally. And my mom told me that when I was born, she just looked in my eyes and I looked like an old wise woman and that all these people always throughout my whole life would come to me for counsel. And I said, well, maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing is, you know, helping people in something. And then knowing that my drive is to you know, do creative projects and to create these really amazing things that happen in the 3D, you know, because we take them from our head out here onto the paper and then we make them boom. And I want to help people do that. And then my number one goal is really just like to circulate more Black dollars. So the endeavor really began as a way to help these Black-owned businesses present themselves to the market and reach their target audience and grow at the rate at which they desire so that they can create wealth for their family. You know what I mean? Hmm. And it does help me to be more creative in my own projects because it, I mean, it has helped me. And then in knowing that like, when I don't have anything to do or work on for somebody else, I'm like, well, what can I work on? I have a lot that I'm doing. So just always kind of being in that creative energy is good for me in business and in podcasting. But it's also part of the reason why I need a self care routine because I'm giving out so much of myself all the time. I'm always giving out my energy. I'm passing it out to everybody. And as an empath, I'm feeling so much. I'm feeling Mm -hmm. everything that's coming from you. And, it can get heavy, so I have to try to, you know, figure out a space where I can just kind of call myself back and get grounded, so that I can continue to be creative, because once your stores are depleted, you're just sitting there, and that was kind of how I was after Between Us Girls ended, so like, I felt like everything I was releasing was kind of flat, and I didn't really love it, but I kept going, because every time I would talk to somebody, I would be like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this interview, because I, it was new and different. You know, it wasn't what we were doing before. I didn't have all my together. So I felt like, okay, well, it doesn't sound that great, but i gonna put it out anyway. But in the continuing to do it, it has allowed me to step into a creative space that I was never in before. I'm talking about Johnny Carson now, you know, like, and not too long ago, I was like, I don't want to do it. So it's just like, you just got to get started. You know what I mean?
1: And what I'm loving, about all of this is that we are getting to see the full you and we're getting to see the happier you. Yeah, And it is wonderful.
0: Yeah. You know, I used to always say four out of five people have me up, right?
1: (laughs) Yes. I remember that.
0: Well, the truth in that was I had myself up because I was always letting people change my vibe and giving away my power to people instead of just really taking that experience processing it and then reacting to it instead of taking everything so personally because people don't do things to you because of you they do them because of themselves you know what i mean
1: yeah i totally know what you mean yeah and i'm glad that you have the awareness to know that that is what you were doing Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: so now you won't do that anymore
0: right Right, and that's what I you have teach at the tools home. to do it that's what I'm trying to right. teach at home you know like Michaela, she's six so I'm gonna create like a chart for her where every day she can let me know if she got mad or however she felt and then we can go through it and try to figure out you know so she can come up with some different reactions to those emotions because I that was what I noticed about myself was that when things got tough or something was introduced into my environment that didn't feel good, I did not have a good reaction to it emotionally. And so in seeing my kids, and this is the thing that I'm trying to unlearn from them, is reacting like when things happen. So like Mm. with my son, you know, he's not six. He can read and write. So for him, we'll be doing journaling in which he can really pinpoint, you know, it's going to be like shadow work for my kids because I want to start it before they have this, huge deficit like I don't want them to be 35 years old having to unpack what they were taught or the trauma they experienced because I have bad coping skills
1: that is all the time I have I'm so thankful that you joined me on this wonderful show and this great conversation with a sister of mine mm. on Revelation. So now we have transitioned into the last segment, which is called Plug Tuning. Okay. And in honor of De La Soul, uh, it is plug, plug, and plug away. So where can the good people
0: find you? Okay. So you can definitely find me on Facebook, uh, Between Us Girls, the podcast. Um, and then I also have a, hashtag uh, creative AF page there where I talk about news and I, you know, on my Instagram posts go there, but I usually share like posts about news and kind of what's going on in the community and share that message with people. And um, then on Instagram is where I do a lot of my work because I do a lot of videos um, at MS creative AF and at between us girls podcast. And then YouTube is cranking up. So, between us girls, the podcast on YouTube, and then follow me on my personal Facebook page so you can see me go live. And just I do randoms because I just really like going live. I feel like they gave it to us, somebody got to use it for the right purpose because people be going live, talk about nothing. So, I like to go live and <laughs> you know, kind of just drop a little bit out there, and yeah, just I mean. I guess I should talk about my website, www.BetweenUsGirlsPodcast.com and then www.mscreativeaf.com.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the CEO of Creative AF, the host and producer of Between Us Girls Presents Course Correction. And really, most importantly, a good friend of mine and fellow Tarian, Michelle Roy. Michelle Two years in the making, and I am so glad that I was able to have this conversation with you. It was well worth the wait. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
1: Seeing a journey of self-discovery is very powerful and Getting a chance to witness it in Michelle, it was a very powerful thing for me. And sometimes you don't even realize it's happening until you just take a closer look and a closer examination of whomever's taking that growth and step. And I've seen her have her, her wonderful, I guess you could say happy hour type of moments. And in certain spaces, that's fine. But seeing her grow and mature into the woman she's becoming, I'm seeing this voice that's becoming more powerful, more more invigorating, and more important by the day. And that's what we're seeing with Michelle in this stage of her life. The word says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. And so in this discovery that I'm seeing Michelle undergo, I'm understanding that she's searching more and more what the purpose of God's work is in her life I'm seeing that in Michelle's walk And I'm seeing that Modeled in mine as well Many thanks to Michelle And you can catch her on BetweenUsGirlsPodcast.com Or MissCreativeAF.com For changing the world One conversation at a time I'm Cole Johnson And this has been Revelations. For more on Revelations, go to PIPPA, spelled P-I-P-P-A, dot I-O, and all podcast directories. Music by Lakey, Inspire.